Welcome to our teaching for today. Please be patient with our audio. The Torah portion for this week is Shem Mot and it means, names. This portion begins by saying that originally 70 men of Israel came to Egypt. All that generation died, and the children of Israel multiplied and became so powerful that the Pharaoh became alarmed with their numbers. I would like to begin by talking about having joy and keeping God's feasts. Have joy for all God has provided and for His feasts. This is a good time of year to commit our ways to God's ways. People often make resolutions at the beginning of the year. God is the Creator of the heavens and the earth, so He has provided what we need for life and so much more. Nehemiah 9 6 NKJV says, You alone are the Lord, you have made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their host, the earth and everything on it the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them all. The host of heaven worships you. First it says that God is Lord which is the exclusive name for God, Yehovah. It is sometimes put in all capital letters to designate it as the special name for God. Yehovah is an acronym which means, He existed, He exists, and He will exist. It is an affirmation that God has always existed and will continue to exist. Yehovah is used over 6,000 times in the Old Testament manuscripts and has been found to be pointed as Yehovah in 2,363 different manuscripts. So, we know how God's name is to be pronounced and saying God's name as Yehovah honors Him as the Creator God. Exodus 3:15 in this portion tells us that Yehovah is God's name forever. The word Lord is in all capital letters so Lord in this verse is the exclusive name for God, Yehovah. Exodus 3:15 NKJV says, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. He created all that we need for life, and it says that Jehovah preserves everything. Some think that God created everything and just left everything to chance, but that is not true. He created a good and magnificent heavens and earth and He will create a new heaven and earth for those who will accept Yehovah as God, keep God's commandments, believe in the Messiah Yeshua, and accept the Holy Spirit. Psalms 139 23-24 NKJV says, Search me, O God, and know my heart, try me, and know my anxieties, and see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. God's commandments help us in life and keeping them will lead to eternal life. God did not leave us to ourselves but gave us His commandments to help us. Psalm 16, 11 NKJV says, You will show me the path of life, in your presence is fullness of joy, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. God is the giver of life and also gives us the right way to live. He is God and knows what is best for us. We have so much to be thankful to God for and our lives should be filled with joy both for what we have now and can have if we will follow God's commandments and the Messiah. Did you know that we are commanded to have joy? Deuteronomy 28:47 NKJV say, Serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart, for the abundance of everything. God's creation is good and so are His commandments, see Deuteronomy 4:6 and 6 17-18. We can derive much joy in life through what God has done for us, so why not be filled with joy? Also, God tells us to keep His feasts. The Bible tells us they are God's feasts. 
Leviticus 23 2 NKJV says, The feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, these are my feasts. One of God's feasts is to be observed every Friday night to Saturday night and it is called Shabbat. God made it a holy day, a holiday. Exodus 28-11 NKJV says, Remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God wants us to have joy and to enjoy God's feasts and His weekly Sabbath. God made the Sabbath holy and gave it to us at the time of creation. Genesis 2 3 NKJV says, God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it He rested from all His work which God had created and made. Remember, it is observed from Friday at sunset to Saturday at sunset. The biblical day starts in the evening. Genesis 1 5 NKJV says, So the evening and the morning were the first day. We finish work on Friday and begin celebrating the day God gave us to rest. The Sabbath is not Sunday. That was made up by Constantine to the sun god Mithras and passed down into Christianity. Constantine decreed, March 7, 321, D.S. Su Lees, the day of the sun, Sunday, as the Roman day of rest. On the venerable day of the sun let the magistrates and people residing in cities rest, and let all workshops be closed. See Saul Invictus at Wikipedia. We need to get back to doing what the Bible tells us. When we keep the true Shabbat, we recognize God as our Creator and Provider. Bible teachers just make up reasons to observe what was passed down to us. We are not to incorporate pagan practices. Deuteronomy 1230-32 NKJV says, Do not inquire after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? I also will do likewise. You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way, for every abomination to the Lord which he hates they have done to their gods, for they burn even their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. Whatever I command you, be careful to observe it. God careful not to keep pagan practices. Instead, just do what God tells us to do. Sunday is not Christian, it is pagan. We are to have joy on God's feasts. Nehemiah 8:10 NKJV says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. God's commandments are good, and God wants us to celebrate His feasts, His way. Psalm 5:11 NKJV says, But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you, let them ever shout for joy, because you defend them, let those also who love your name be joyful in you. Work at understanding the Scriptures how they were originally intended to be understood and think about ways to apply them without adding misapplied laws. Now that you are aware of the truth, begin keeping what God tells us to keep instead of following made-up doctrine. The Bible tells us that God's commandments are doctrine. Proverbs 4 2 NKJV says, For I give you good doctrine, do not forsake my law. We have talked about this before. 
Sha'ul tells Timothy in the New Testament portion that the Old Testament commandments are doctrine, reproof, and correction for living right. Timothy's mother was Jewish, so she taught him doctrine from the Old Testament portion. Acts 16 1 NKJV says, A certain disciple was there, named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman. So, these scriptures in Timothy are about the Old Testament portion commandments. That is the context. 2 Timothy 3 14-17 NKJV says, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. God's commandments help us in all of life and help us do what is good. Deuteronomy 6 17-18 NKJV says, You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, His testimonies, and His statutes which He has commanded you, and you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with you. God's commandments help things go well for us. Be appropriate in all you do and keep God's commandments with a proper understanding. We need to understand the Bible properly. I was talking to someone this week about how so many Christians take the Scriptures out of context. They make up a doctrine using Scriptures taken of their context. They do not work at finding their original meaning, so they distort what the Bible is saying. They then plug their false doctrine into the rest of the Bible and produce a systematic man-made doctrine. They call their ideas on what to believe, systematic theology. We do not want a system of man-made theology but rather the truth of God's Word. The Bible tells us to walk according to what God tells us and that is what makes us holy. I know we also need the Messiah and the Holy Spirit, but we must first keep what God tells us will make us holy. Deuteronomy 28 9 NKJV says, The Lord will establish you as a holy people to Himself, just as He has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in His ways. Some say you cannot be holy by keeping God's commandments. What Bible and trash are they reading? Hebrews 12 14-15 NKJV says, Pursue peace with all people, and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord, looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. If you are not acting as God's holy people you will not be in His future kingdom. You will fall short of God's grace. You are righteous if you act right and keep God's commandments. I know that the Messiah also helps us to do what is right through the Holy Spirit but doing what is right is to keep God's commandments. Remember what Deuteronomy 6 17-18 NKJV said, You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, His testimonies, and His statutes which He has commanded you. And you shall do what is right and good. We are to be diligent to do what is right and good. So, Start learning what is right and doing what is right. Our God is a good God who knows what is right and best for us, He wants what is best for us, and He cares about us. Those who live in sin are rejecting our good God and bringing evil into the world. 2 Peter 2 4-5 NKJV says, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and deliver them into chains of darkness, to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, 
a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. Notice that Noah taught people to do what is right. He was a preacher of righteousness. Do not make the mistakes some are making and reject God's good commandments. Go to God in prayer, renew your mind, and be strong spiritually. Be lifted up by God and His power. Be a person who talks to God. Pray for yourself and others. Psalms 145:18 NKJV says, The Lord is near to all who call upon Him, to all who call upon Him in truth. God is not far from us and has not left us on our own. He can help us and is able to help us. Psalms 18:6 NKJV says, In my distress I called upon the Lord, and cried out to my God, He heard my voice from His temple, and my cry came before Him, even to His ears. Shaul tells us in Ephesians 6:18 NKJV to pray always, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Saints are holy ones and not dead people. God makes us holy through His commandments and the Holy Spirit. We are to pray much and to pray for others. Be strong spiritually and be led by God's commandments and be led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not tell you to sin. Joshua 1 8-9 NKJV says. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God was with Joshua but the first order of business for life is to keep God's commandments. Kepha tells us to receive the Holy Spirit in this messianic age. Acts 2 38-39, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children, and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. The Holy Spirit is our helper, the first helper is the law. John 14:15-17 NKJV says, Keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth. God's commandments are good and so is the Holy Spirit. Luke 11:13 NKJV says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? God is with you and for you just as He was with Joshua, so be strong and of good courage. Have joy for all God has provided and for His feasts. Remember, Nehemiah 8:10 NKJV says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. Understand the Scriptures how they were originally intended to be understood and stop keeping pagan doctrine. Do what God tells us in the Bible and learn and grow in the truths of God's Word. Pray to our good God and seek Him. Put right and good thoughts in our minds, do what is right, and be strong. God wants to lead us with His commandments and with the help of the Holy Spirit. Be strong and courageous believers in the true God. We will now begin our Torah teaching. Shem Mot means, names and begins by giving the names of the children of Yaakov. In the past, I found it fun to read the names in Hebrew. I will often use Hebrew words and names to properly place the Bible in its context, namely, a Hebraic or Jewish context. 
I could use the word biblical context, but people often see biblical context as what their religion teaches. Most religions are only interested in keeping their doctrine the way it is and not in changing for the sake of following truth. They know people will leave their church if they change. They want their money, so they need to perpetuate their belief system. They serve money and not God. Many people philosophize themselves out of keeping what the Bible says. Understanding the Bible in its original context is important for understanding the Bible properly. For example, Yeshua kept the Torah and many believers in the Messiah Yeshua say we are to do what Yeshua did, yet they philosophize themselves out of keeping God's Word. Sha'ul unequivocally tells us that we are to keep the Torah, yet false teachers contradict what he teaches. Romans 3:31 NKJV says, Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Faith in God is important, but we must also keep the law. The law is God's good commandments and when we do not keep His commandments, we have walked away from God. Yaakov said in James 2:19-20 NKJV, You believe that there is one God you do well, even the demons believe, and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? If you say you believe in God and do not keep His commandments, you will end up where the devil's spirits are going. Revelation 2010 NKJV says, The devil, who deceived them, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. Also, those who are teaching people not to keep God's commandments are deceiving people and guess where they are going? When you take anything out of context, you no longer have the facts. You can say 2 plus 2 equals 5, but that doesn't make it right. I doubt that any one of you would accept $5 back from the clerk at the cash register instead of $10 just because the clerk at the cash register decided that $5 was just as good as $10. We absolutely need truth, not error. This week we begin the book of Exodus. Exodus begins by giving us the names of the tribes of Israel. We are given the male names for the families instead of giving us all the male and female names. Exodus is primarily about the people and nation that followed God's commandments. God blessed the world with the knowledge and wisdom of God through these believers. The ancient believers before Israel passed on God's commandments verbally. For example, before the written word, Abraham kept God's law. Genesis 26 5 NKJV says, Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. We see Joseph avoiding sexual sin and hearing from God. The Egyptians were pagan and did not live in Goshen. So, Joseph secured the land of Goshen for Israel to keep them separate from the sinful pagan practices of Egypt. This raises an interesting question. Should believers in God allow their children to go to schools that are secular and do not include God and Bible teaching in their curriculum? Many believers in God are being brainwashed by secular society and losing their faith in their eternal life. Maybe we need to learn from what Joseph did? Mark 8:36 NKJV says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world, and loses his own soul? Education without God is dumbing down our children. The Bible provides us wisdom for life and facts without wisdom lacks the sufficient know-how we need for life. We saw in Genesis some of the records of the early believers and we learned lessons from how they lived. 
Exodus continues to teach us about the path of those who follow the true God and their struggles and successes in life. Jacob wrestles with a man he later identifies as God. God gave him a new name. Genesis 32:28 NKJV says, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men, and have prevailed. There is a lesson we can learn from this. We must all contend or work at our relationship with God or we will fail to prevail spiritually. Yeshua said in Revelation 2:7 NKJV says, To him who overcomes I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. We must overcome sin, or we will fail. Shaul says in 1 Corinthians 6-9-10 NKJV, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived by those who twist God's word. In Exodus, we will find out that God now wants His commandments to be written down for future generations. Recently, studies have shown that Israel had its own alphabet and the ability to write down what God told Moshe to write down. God said they were not to use the writing style of the Egyptians. Archaeologists have found ancient Hebrew that they date to the time when Israel crossed into the land of Canaan. In fact, Hebrew has been found dating to around 1650 BC. Israel's escape from Egypt is now considered to have occurred around 1447 BC. They brought their alphabet with them, and it was adopted by the Greek Phoenicians and subsequently was the basis for the European and English alphabet. God sets His people free from the persecution of the pagan Egyptians so they can worship the true God, follow His good commandments, and write down His good commandments. God set His people free so they could follow truth, and God desires that all people come to a knowledge of the truth. Our God is a good God. Exodus 34 6 NKJV says, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness and truth. It is important that people can be set free from sin and no truth. This portion continues by saying that originally 70 men of Israel came to Egypt. All that generation died, and the children of Israel multiplied and became so powerful that the Pharaoh became alarmed with their numbers. So, he made them into slaves and worked them hard. Also, Pharaoh told the midwives to kill the baby boys, but the midwives feared God, so they didn't kill the baby boys. They told Pharaoh that the woman had their babies quickly and God blessed the midwives for not killing the babies. God's commandments must be applied properly. They lied to Pharaoh to protect life. The Bible teaches us that we are created in the image of God and that murder is wrong. We are to apply God's commandments properly to situations. For example, we are not to work on Shabbat but even saving the life of an animal supersedes the command not to work on Shabbat. Deuteronomy 22:4 NKJV says, You shall not see your brother's donkey or his ox fall down along the road, and hide yourself from them, you shall surely help him lift them up again. The Bible tells us not to start a fire on Shabbat which can be quite a bit of work. Turning on a light by comparison is no work at all. Some man-made commands that micromanage life are just silly. Some man-made commands even make life difficult. 
I knew of someone who had to walk quite a way to synagogue on Shabbat with two children. That was a lot more work than driving to synagogue. Then in this portion, Pharaoh ordered all the baby boys to be thrown in the river. The Pharaoh no longer recognized Egypt's deliverance through the Israelites. It's also true today, isn't it? Many have forgotten that the scriptures came from the Israelites and the Jews and that their Messiah is Jewish. People would have no salvation without the Jews. A Levite couple hid their child for three months, but eventually had to put him in the river in a basket. The basket is called an ark in the Hebrew just like Noah's ark. Mankind is saved through Noah and Moshe also saves God's people. Pharaoh's daughter heard the baby crying and had pity on the child. She had her slave find someone to nurse the baby for her, and Pharaoh's daughter called him Moshe which means drawn out and she raised the child as her own in the palace. The Brave Women of the Bible In the Bible we not only see men standing up for what is right, but many brave women are mentioned. Moshe's mother stood up for what is right and tried to save the life of her baby. Moshe's sister watched over the ark carrying Moshe as it moved down the river. We even have books of the Bible named after women. The homes of believers have been graced with women who teach their children about God and are not afraid to stand up for what is right and good. It was through my mother that I first heard about God. This one particular time the sun was shining, and it was raining so my mother quickly told me the story about Noah. She went to the front door to see if there was a rainbow. She said loudly with her voice crackling with surprise, Come here quick. I went to the front door and there was a rainbow coming straight down from the sky in great big bands of colors close to being right in front of our house. After Moshe had grown up, he saw an Egyptian strike one of his own kinsmen and he waited until no one was around and he killed the Egyptian, but what he did was found out. Pharaoh tried to have Moshe put to death, but he fled to Midian. In Midian, Moshe ends up defending a woman at a well and their father tells them to bring Moshe over for some food. Moshe ends up staying with them and is given Zipporah as his wife and his children. Moshe has the heart of a defender of what is right. Are we defenders of truth or do we make up excuses? Meanwhile the Pharaoh that tried to kill Moshe died, but the children of Israel remained slaves. God heard their cries. God values all of mankind. He created us with His characteristics. Genesis 1:26 NKJV says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. Moshe was tending the sheep of Yitro, and he came to the mountain of God, Hor Rev, where the angel of God appeared to him in a fire in the middle of a bush that did not burn up. He is told to take off his sandals as an act of humility. God identifies himself as the God of his fathers and Moshe was afraid to look at God. God tells Moshe that he has heard the cries of the Israelites. God then tells Moshe that he is sending him to free Israel and Moshe asks how he could do that, and God says that he will be with Moshe. God tells Moshe that Jehovah, yet Havav Hey, is to be his name forever. The word Lord in all caps in the Hebrew of Exodus 3:15 is the word Jehovah. Exodus 3:15 NKJV says, Moreover God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. Substituting for the true name of God we get in Exodus 3:15, Yehovah the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, 
the God of Isaac etc. Can it be any plainer what the name of God should be? The translation hides the name of God. The name of God has been taken out of our Bibles. Moshe is to get together the leaders of Israel and tell them that God is going to force Pharaoh to let them go and they will be given gifts when they go. Some say that God is beyond description so we cannot use His name. God tells us His name and it is used over 6,000 times in the Bible. The Jews were being persecuted for using Jehovah around the 2nd century AD, so they made a law not to speak God's name temporarily. Some think it was to keep others from using God's name. The prohibition to say God's name was supposed to be reversed, but they didn't change their man-made law. Thousands of manuscripts have been searched and the name of God as Jehovah, has been found in 2,363 different manuscripts pointed as Jehovah. Only one time in over 7,000 manuscripts has it been pointed differently as Jehovah. Information provided by Nehemiah Gordon. Do we respect God? Some call God Hashem which means the name. Would you call your father it? They dishonor God by their man-made commandment. Yeshua said in John 17:26 NKJV, I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. At the time of Yeshua, there was no prohibition on using God's name. It says He declared the name of Yehovah. He is the Messiah, and we are to obey Him. Deuteronomy 18:15 NKJV says, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear. We are to obey the Messiah Yeshua. Some say that to know the name of Yeshua is to know the name of God. What they are saying is that we cannot use the name of God, but we can use the name of Yeshua. It sounds nice, but man-made ideas are not God's Word. Watch out for these man-made ideas. Some are not right. Yeshua said He declared God's true name, see John 17 6. Obey the Messiah. We have evidence in the Hebrew manuscripts of the New Testament portion that Messianic believers were obedient to Yeshua. We see God's real name pointed as Yehovah in some of the New Testament Hebrew manuscripts. Moshe doubts that the people will believe him when he gets there, but God turns Moshe's staff into a snake and back again and made his hand leprous and then normal again. God also said that Moshe could turn water into blood. Moshe then says that he is not a good speaker and God has Aharon come to meet Moshe and be Moshe's speaker. Moshe leaves for Egypt with his family and Moshe encounters God along the way again. This time Moshe's son is circumcised by his wife Zipporah. Perhaps this was written as a lesson to let women know they are also to be defenders of the Torah. When my dad stopped teaching the Torah, my mother took up the mantle in my family and taught me about God and about circumcision. Moshe and Aharon talk to the leaders of Israel and the leaders believe them. Moshe and Aharon then talk to Pharaoh, but he will not let the people go and he imposes more work on them and mistreats the people. Israel is told they must gather their own straw for the bricks. Perhaps Pharaoh sees himself as a god. He does not believe in the true god. The leaders of Israel were upset with Moshe and Moshe is now also upset. God then tells Moshe that he will force Pharaoh to set Israel free. As we know, Abraham prophesied that Israel would be slaves. This portion jumps ahead some 215 years. 
The 430 years included the time in Canaan according to Josephus and the Septuagint. See Jewish Antiquities 4.15.2. We find out that Israel is being treated badly because they are doing well. The Jewish people do well because they follow the true God and His laws, and God blesses them. They also learn to read and write so they could learn God's good laws. The Gentiles become afraid of them or are jealous. The fact that the followers of the true God do well is a testimony to the goodness of God and also to His future promises to Israel and to us. The Egyptians were treating the Israelites ruthlessly and having their baby boys killed, but God was going to keep His word to Abraham and bring them back to their land. In this portion the Bible says there is an appearance of God as a man in the fiery bush. It says that the angel of God appeared to Moshe. Angels look like men, for example, the angels that visited Abraham in Genesis 18, God also appears as a man there too. Then in Exodus 4:1, the angel in the bush is called Elohim and then later, yud heh vav heh Yehovah tells Moshe that he is mightier than Pharaoh and the Israelites will be set free. God tells Moshe he will be with him. God can do what he wants, even appear as a man in a fiery bush. Israel has doubts throughout this portion but God is greater than the people's doubts. The prophets in the Old Testament portion tried to get people to return to God. That was their job. So, we have lots of scriptures urging the people to do what is right. Some say that there was nothing good about Israel. They misunderstand why the prophetic scriptures were written. In our era, God gives us the powerful gift of the Holy Spirit, Acts 1:8 and the Holy Spirit is with those who believe on Yeshua the Messiah. Good thing for us because the believers in the Messiah are not perfect either. We can always seek God's forgiveness and decide to change our lives and do what is right, and He will forgive us. Psalms 103 11-12 NKJV says, So great is His mercy toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. God is not subject to us but we are to be subject to our God and King and we are to fear Him, trust in Him, and do what is right. God does not always intervene in life. Why did God allow the Israelites to suffer all those years? We do not understand why God does not always act. Perhaps it has something to do with free will. If God always changes history, then mankind would not have free will. Perhaps it has something to do with the sin of Adam and Eve they decided to do things their own way instead of what God told them. Because Adam and Eve understood they were wrong when they disobeyed God, God made a provision for them and humanity based on limited involvement from Him. After their sin, their situation changed. Men would have to toil hard and women would suffer through childbirth. Even though God does not always act when something goes wrong, God is just, and He will punish those who bring evil into the world through sin and reward those who follow His commandments. Daniel 12 2 NKJV says, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Rabbi Kepha had a lot to say about those who live in sin. 2 Peter 2 13-17 NKJV says, They are spots and blemishes, carousing in their own deceptions while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices, and are accursed children. 
They have forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam the son of Baor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but he was rebuked for his iniquity. A dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice restrained the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Those who do not change and do not repent of their sin will be sent to the lake of fire and the blackness of darkness forever. Revelation 21 8 says, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. We can take comfort in God being a just God who will punish the wicked who do evil. We do not want anyone to go to the lake of fire, and God does not want anyone to go there either. But God must be just. They bring their punishment on themselves because of the sin and evil they do. 2 Peter 3 9 NKJV says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. God gives people the chance to change and will forgive them. 1 John 1 9 NKJV says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God will forgive us if we are truly sorry and decide to change and follow God's commandments. The Haftorah for Shem Mot is Isaiah 27 6-28-13, Israel had just acknowledged that God saved them and He wiped away their tears and disgrace in chapter 26. They now have faith and trust in God, and God has humbled the mighty. Our portion in chapter 27 begins by saying that Israel will fill the whole world with a harvest, possibly referring to an end-time harvest, and that His controversy with them is taken care of. A shofar will sound, and Israel will have the land from the Euphrates to the Wadi in Egypt and they will be glorious. This is obviously about the end-time land promise that will occur in the future. The subject then changes. Can they understand beyond precepts? With another tongue will God give them rest, but they wouldn't listen, and they live only by precepts. After the Haftorah for today it says that God will lay a cornerstone. We know this cornerstone prophetically refers to Yeshua who would come about 600 years later. In Isaiah 29 22-23 it says that Israel will no longer be ashamed, this is yet to come, they will consecrate God's name Yehovah, Yudhavav Hey, and the Holy One, most likely referring to Yeshua, and they and will be in awe of their God. Rabbi Shaul sees some of the verses that we read from the Haftorah as prophetic verses. He understands that Isaiah 28 11-13 NKJV being about the gift of speaking in tongues. God gave us the Holy Spirit to help us keep His commandments. The Holy Spirit is to help us with life and takes the place of making up man-made commandments and traditions. The Holy Spirit should be a witness to us, but some disregard that witness and think it is okay to live a life of sin. The Bible says that those who lead a life of sin will not be in God's future kingdom. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? 1 Corinthians 6 9-10 NKJV says, Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived.
trust in the Holy Spirit and trust in God and do what is right. Although we see a lack of trust in God at times in today's portion, it was through trust in God that Israel was set free. We also need to have trust in God and live with faith. Faith requires we actually do what is right and not just think we are right. Hebrews 11:23-26 CJB says, By trusting, the parents of Moshe hid him for three months after he was born, because they saw that he was a beautiful child, and they weren't afraid of the king's decree. By trusting, Moshe, after he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose being mistreated along with God's people rather than enjoying the passing pleasures of sin. He had come to regard abuse suffered on behalf of the Messiah as greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he kept his eyes fixed on the reward. By trusting, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger, he persevered as one who sees the unseen. We also should be a people who trusts in God's promises to come. Commandments, Implied Commandments, Permissions, and Other Concepts We can also understand commandments are being implied from other scriptures in the Bible. There are other possible concepts than what is shared here. We are to save life. The midwives lied to save lives. God created mankind in His image. This also implies that we are to apply the commandments of God correctly according to the situation. Exodus 1 17-19 Good people defend the rights of others, the truths of God's Word, and what God says is right. Exodus 2 16-17 God knows what is going on and can act to defend the rights of others. It is up to Him. Exodus 2 24, 3-7-9 God keeps His promises. Exodus 2 24-25 God can appear how He chooses. He appeared as an angel in a burning bush. Angels appear as young men. We find out that it is God who appeared to Moshe. Genesis 3 1-7 God says His name is Jehovah forever. The word Lord in Genesis 3:15 is the name Jehovah is found pointed in 2,363 different manuscripts and is Jehovah only once out of some 7,000 manuscripts. Genesis 3:15 reads, Jehovah the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, etc. Genesis 3:15. We are allowed to ask God for confirmation and instructions when God asks us to do something. Genesis 4:1-17. God will fulfill his will no matter what obstacles occur. Exodus 5:1-6-1. In closing, let us say the ironic blessing from Numbers 6 24-26. Yehovah bless you and keep you. Yehovah make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yehovah lift up His face upon you, and give to you peace. Amen. Thank you for being with us today.